welcome to Underwritten, the ABI podcast on all things happening in the insurance and long-term savings sector. I'm Sarah Cordy. And I'm Lottie Dyke. And today we're going to be talking about the gender seniority gap research, which we published last month. And on the podcast, we have Rachel Wolfe of Public First, who undertook the research. And Amanda Blanc, the ABI's new chair. Sarah, I think it's fair to say that the results of the research were a bit of a surprise for everyone. Yes. So for those of you that haven't seen, the research looked at what was happening within the industry, which sees an equal intake of men and women at a junior level. But by the time you get to the top roles, a much smaller proportion of the people in management, managerial and leadership roles are women. Between entry and senior level, the proportion of female employees falls by 60%, which is pretty shocking. Um, so this research was looking at what was going wrong. One thing it did find was that it is mothers rather than just a blanket all women who are having the most hard time. And it seems due to some assumptions, some unconscious biases that those in positions to promote women may have. Mothers potentially being seen as less committed than male counterparts or indeed women who haven't got children. Yeah, so while our industry does a good job of attracting women, we can't hold on to them. So the research looked at some of the fixes the industry can start putting in place. And one of the things that I found most interesting was that unconscious bias training, which many companies, including the ABI, have heralded as a necessary step to changing company culture. But actually, it may not come down to much more than just being a box ticking exercise. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely demonstrated that what companies need is actual significant change in how roles are structured and how they're filled if they're serious about helping working mothers progress. So I caught up with Rachel Wolf, one of the co-founders of Public First, after the research was published. Yes, please. My name is Rachel Wolf, and I'm here to talk about the ABI report. I just wanted to... Um, ask what does the research show just a top line summary just to introduce the podcast uh, so the research looked at how the insurance industry was performing in terms of getting women into senior positions um, and found like other industries in the financial services sector uh, that there's a really big uh, gap once you get into managerial levels and above and when we looked at why that was we found that the big gap was emerging when women were having children. This is in the majority, not wholly, but in the majority an issue with mothers rather than women in general. And that when they had children, they tended to work part-time. And when you get into part-time positions, you get stuck. You don't get promoted. It's almost impossible to rise up the ladder while working flexibly or part-time. This explained a very large proportion of the gap. We also found that there's some unconscious bias towards mothers, that people tend to rate them as less committed, less competent, whereas fathers get a bit of a bonus. They're often considered to be more committed, and in some ways, some sectors, um, that translates into a pay bonus. Um, we did also find some general issues uh, with how women were hired and promoted. There were some unconscious bias issues there, as well as with how women themselves negotiate and manage situations of ambiguity. And we made a large number of recommendations um, to the ABI and to the insurance industry on this. Um, the final thing I would say that the research found was that when you looked at the evidence on what works and what the problem is, and then on what companies themselves were doing and saying they were doing in their gender pay gap reports, there's a huge gap. So 
companies are not in general doing the things that we find the best evidence for. So, for example, unconscious bias training, which has a very poor evidence base, it doesn't really seem to deal with the issue, was the most cited intervention um, by companies, both in the insurance sector, but also in the FTSE 100 more differently, more, more, more generally. So there's a huge amount that the industry could do differently to start targeting their activity at where we know the problem is and what we know works, as well as a lot that we think they could just try. Why should the industry be worried about this or care about these results? Um, so I'll give my own view about why uh, the industry should care about this, uh, which is that I know, I suspect we all know, a huge number of incredibly talented women who, if they were able to get to these positions, would make a massive difference to how those companies performed um, and how the industry did. So I think there is a straight bottom line argument for making sure that the most talented people are able to get to the top. And if motherhood and part-time working is a massive constraint against this, um, then that's what we should deal with. So I, I would say that there is a very good practical argument for this, as well as um, it simply being bad for companies to have a large percentage of their workforce who are feeling feeling frustrated that they can't advance as much as their talents allow. Anything from the research that surprised or concerned you personally? Um, so I think the thing that was most interesting to me from the research was the extent to which what companies were doing was almost entirely divorced from where we see the best evidence. Uh, so that's in some ways not quite sort of hopeful because it means that actually there's probably quite a lot we could do to move the dial and change the numbers. Um, but when you look at how companies talk about their interventions on gender in things like their gender pay gap reports, a lot of it is very vague language, the data is not very good, and to the extent they do talk about interventions like unconscious bias training, they don't tend to be what we know to be more, most effective. Um, what can the industry do to tackle these findings? So we made a number of recommendations in the report about how the industry and the ABI over the industry um, can change the picture on gender and on senior women. And we put it into four big uh, buckets. The first is um, we think that uh, companies need to do a huge amount more on trying new things, particularly around making it easier for women who are juggling work and children to... Um, go up the pay scale in the ladder, such as job sharing and flexible working. Two, they need to measure whether that works because no one has done this at scale and we don't really know what is most effective and what will work best for companies. Three, if 80% of the problem is around motherhood, then 80% of the action needs to be around motherhood. There needs to be a much better link between where people are focusing their attention and where we know the gaps are emerging. And four, which we think the ABI could facilitate, there could be a much better feed-out loop between what individual companies are doing and what their data is finding, because we need better data, and what we can share across the industry and have other people experiment and do. And we think together that could actually start to make a very big difference. Well, I heard fatherhood pay bonus there. Yeah, so did I. Um, I mean, I think there is a willingness in the industry to close this. I think it's just bigger, scarier changes are needed than what's really been put in place or tried before. And like Rachel said, we've got to have the data to keep a better eye on what's actually working. Otherwise, how are we supposed to know what the best things are to do? 
So it seems to me the changes are going to be more challenging to the status quo. But as an industry, we are pretty good at being forward facing and adaptable. People might not see us that way. But you look at how quickly insurance needs to change to keep up with new technology. And I don't see why we wouldn't be able to rise to the challenge of pushing these changes forward in a similar way, especially if those in leadership positions are serious about closing the gap. So that's the challenge to the industry. Yeah, I mean, it might take a bit of trial and error. We have to be prepared for that. But more urgent changes are clearly needed. Well, we'll be hearing next from our new chair, Amanda Blanc, who I know will definitely agree with you about the need for more urgent changes. Hi, Amanda. Hello. <laughs> um, so following our, um, our research launch event, uh, were these findings surprising to you? Very. I have to say they really were surprising um, because everybody puts it down to culture, down to behaviour, down to, you know, uh, all sorts of things. But to actually have it highlighted as motherhood being a really key part of that and a major part of the seniority gap, for me, it's made me really think about the actions that, as organisations, we need to take to address that. We know that you're passionate about this and impatient to see things change. What were your key takeaways from this research? So for me, the key takeaways were around stop just producing all the lists of things to the, from a DNI perspective because it looks good. Really focus on the stuff that's hard. Um, so what do we do about part-time working? What do we do about flexible working? How do we create job shares at a middle management to senior management level? Um, and also the points around interviewing and having more structure around interviewing and more objective interviewing. I think that was really interesting for me as well. So sort of three different levels, really. And uh, what do you think the next steps for the industry are? Well, I think we as an industry now need to take this, what is a very detailed and very, very excellent report, and think about what actions we're going to put in place. So, you know, all actions and how are we going to measure them? Because too often, you know, we all talk and no action, so we need to get on with it. I'm excited to see what changes happen under Amanda. I think she'll be a really galvanising force, not just for the ABI, but for the whole industry. Yeah, I think the job sharing and the interview process were two of the biggest suggestions to come out of the report. But things like the industry sharing ideas and looking those to those who do it well are things that we can all start to do straight away. And collecting data. Data is going to be the key in tracking what's actually working. And I think this is where our current interventions like unconscious bias training have really fallen down. Well, hopefully you're all keen to have a closer look at the research and you can see a link to the report as well as all of the recommendations in our show notes or visit our website, abi.org.uk. And thanks for joining us this week. I'm Sarah Cordy. And I'm Lottie Dyke. Goodbye.